My name is Brianna, and I welcome you to the Tales of Adventure, a D&D podcast like no other. Hi, I'm Ika, or Ika Kid. My character is Onion. That's her name. You can find me at Ika underscore kid at twitter.com. That's my Twitter. And that's mainly where I post a lot of my art. I do a lot of D&D art. You can find any of my projects that I do there. That was very sneaky there. I almost didn't catch it, but I must request that you put that back. I don't know what you're talking about. I just picked it up so I could look at it. Then you put part of it in your pocket and put the rest of it back on the counter, hoping no one would notice. Like I said, it was very smooth. I almost didn't catch it. Fine. It's already you're not in trouble. Then I can keep it. No. Oh. <laughs> Fine. I guess I'll put it back. I'm doing this more for your benefit. The owner of this, the owner of that particular item, gets very angry when the stuff gets stolen, and it doesn't end well for the thief. No, ever. No matter how clever they are. Well, in my defense, I don't really have to be clever. I just have to be fast. True, but when you're stealing from a warlock, you have to be both. And even then, it's really hard to catch him, because his patron is also a trickster. Touche. Fine, I guess I'll put it back. I've had enough dealing with warlocks anyway. My name is Isra, by the way. What brings you here? Nice to meet you. Um... I'm just looking around, trying to find things. Uh, um, um, uh, uh, Onion. Pleasure to meet you. Are you here by yourself or traveling with people? Well, I was traveling with some people, but uh, we recently split off. It was just a traveling party, so it's just me now. Eh, it's rough being on your own, but I'm sure you'll find your way. You seem very clever and very tricky. <laughs> I hope I am. It's how I've survived this long. Have you been traveling living on your own for a long time then? Not a long time, just um, long enough. Uh, I've been... I'm kind of new to being out on my own. It's not an easy thing to get used to. Do you have no family you can stay with? Um... Not, not anymore. I I left of my own accord. Oh, sorry to hear that. You mentioned something about getting in trouble with warlocks before. Yes. Well, I guess I'm not sure if it was a warlock or something else. But I mean, it's a long story. I Dayton is messy, and I'm not one to kiss and tell. I have some time to go. Would you like a drink? Yes, please. I'd love that. Thank you. 
right, I'll have a round of drinks, and what are you having? Uh, whatever you're having. Well, I have two meads, then. Thank you, by the way. It's no trouble, you look like you could use a friend, even if it's for a little while. <laughs> you don't know the half of it. Why don't you tell me about it? Start from the beginning. I'm a good listener, and I'm... Good at keeping other people's secrets. If you don't want anyone to know something, you'll never know. I think I need another drink before I do that. I mean, well, it's a long story, and I don't think you'd believe me anyway, so... I've heard some rather crazy things in my time, trust me. You promise you won't tell anyone or get gods or... Send word back to... anywhere. Unless you're planning on destroying the world or taking over a small country, you're fine. And then it depends on the country. Well... So... Um... I mean... So... I'm gonna sound crazy. But, for starters, Onion's not my real name. I have a feeling. Also, you've don't need to worry about being overheard. I've this reading here it helps create a sort of distortion. No one will be able to hear quite what we're saying. Oh, thank the gods. Then okay. Well, the reason why I named what well, Onion was a nickname given to me by my best friend. They saw me in a I should just start from the beginning, shouldn't I? It's a good place to start and I'm sure uh, they have plenty of drinks to keep us going. Ah, <laughs> uh, should hope so. Well, my name is Ali. Full name is Duchess Allium Helia Rosalie Heranthum. You're the one who survived. The one who escaped. There's been people wondering where you are. Yeah, I know. I know they are. And I'm hoping you don't tell them. Because I I like keeping my head. I like my head firmly on my shoulders. And not in a basket. I can understand that. And I assure you I'm not on particularly good terms with the people looking for you. So I'm really good at pretending like I don't know anything. That's really good. Because I'm also not on good terms with them. It happened. Well, I'm sure you don't, you don't look like the type of person who lives under a rock. But... Yes, I've heard a story circulating around, but you were there, so I imagine there's a bit more to your tale than there is to theirs. Yeah. It started when I was... God, I don't remember how old I was. Too young, probably. It's just one summer, my family, my parents told us, told me that I was... that we were going to move to the capital... And so we did, and since I was of age, we were going to have my my debut ball that summer. Normally a special occasion, but I'm guessing it wasn't that wonderful for you. No, it was the best time of my life, actually. I ended up having it at the at the Royal Palace, which is wonderful. It was grand, and... I don't know, it was something I didn't dream of. I thought I was just going to have it in my in my house in the country where not many people would show up, but it would still be 
a ball, you know? And to my surprise, the crown prince showed up. That's not something that happens every day. No, it wasn't. I was so surprised when he came over to wish me a happy birthday and to congratulate me on my coming out ball. And it was like a fairy tale. He danced with me and we chatted all night. At the end of it, he told me that he was sure he was, he was love at first sight. He was lo- in love with me and so he proposed to me in front of everyone. How could I say no to the, to the crown prince? He didn't really give you much of a chance to get to know him beyond that night or to say no. No, he didn't. And looking back, that was probably the first red flag. But he was nice. It was just like all the fairy tales my, my mama told me. And I, I was swept off my feet, so, so I said yes. And we were to get married few months after that. It wasn't until the day of our wedding that I found out that the royal family had planned it all. There was... I knew a little bit about the rebellion and some of the uprisings in the in the country, and I didn't think that I had anything to do with it, because my family was out in the, was out in the countryside by the sea, and we, we treated all our people fairly and nicely. We didn't hear anything about it. We just heard word and gossip and rumors. And then uh and then I overheard the the queen herself talking to my parents, assuring them that I would be fine and because of well you see, my my grandfather, he protected the king from an assassin and because of his gratitude the king elevated my family status. We were just peasants before. Of course, I wasn't alive for this, but so we haven't been with the title for long. We're nouveau riche, as you could call us. And for the prince to marry me, it was like, it was a lot like a political alliance of a sort. And when I confronted my mother about this, uh, she just told me to smile and Stay cheerful, and to do my duty. It must have been a rather unpleasant turn of events, going from the best night of your life to... Sounds like they treated you rather like a pawn. Not necessarily your parents, but... It's like the king queen gave you and your family not much choice. No, they didn't. But what could I do at that point? So many people were already at the wedding, and so I just steeled my nerves and walked down the aisle. At least my dress is pretty. <laughs> I take some comfort in that. But after the wedding, we went to one of the smaller palaces to the south, and he left me there. Just left you by yourself? Well, we both stayed at the palace, but I was... I stayed to myself, I had my own room, and he stayed to himself. I mean, not, I was 16, so... Not exactly how one pictured marriage. No, me either. It wasn't until we were at the altar, and he didn't kiss me. He kissed my forehead, and I realized that 
everything he had said was a ploy. My mother had told him how much I love fairy tales, and he's a very good actor. I'll give him that. Starting to see why you don't particularly like the the royal family. No. (laughs) Is it that obvious? Uh, You have more reason than most of us like him. (laughs) Well, other than that, yeah, it's... They weren't very kind to me. If you want my opinion on that, they weren't very nice. The king was always... I would always curtsy and address him, but he would never look at me. The queen addressed me once with great shame, but that's later. I'm getting ahead of myself. After... After the uh, honeymoon, if you could call it that. At this point, Istra's signaling for another round and also signaling for some food because there might be a few more rounds after this. (laughs) And it just keeps her hands in her lap, her ankles crossed, and plays and twists a ring on her ring finger under her glove nervously. You still wear the ring? If If I go completely rogue, then something I could sell safer on my finger than in a pocket that's true but I imagine it's a painful reminder it is but I still feel like it's part of my duty to wear it unless I find a reason to get rid of it and I want to I just can't your duty to who? I don't know my country my husband my parents my mother told me to do my duty and to not disappoint them and that I should always do my duty with a smile to the best of my ability and I feel like I'll fail her if I take it off now. If you don't mind me asking, what happened with the revolution? Well, what happened was after we got back from a honeymoon, things didn't change. People were still uprising. People were still upset. Uh, They told me to stay in the palace to keep me safe, and I I personally think it was because they didn't want to be seen in public with me. My husband never looked at me, and he never talked to me, but... So I went a little stir-crazy. I found some magic books and learned some magic, but that didn't really do it for me. So I snuck out, and I... After sneaking out, I realized how sheltered I was because I I didn't bring any money. And so I tried. I tried taking some food because I was hungry. I didn't bring anything with me. I'm just some country bumpkin from the palace trying to be a rebel. And so I got caught, much like earlier. <laughs> Guess like, some things never change. I'm more perceptive than most so is the stall owner. <laughs> well, I guess you have to be when there's a revolution going on. If you aren't, the revolution won't last very long. That's true. But I was caught and they were trying... The stall owner was trying to bring me to the palace guards and... Obviously, I couldn't have that happen if I was trying to, you know, be out of the palace. It's probably end up locked in a room with no windows for ever, sounds like. Well, that happened later. 
but not now, because at this point in time, my an elf came and said I was their little sister, and they were looking for me everywhere. Paid off the stall owner, called me Onion, because of my green cloak and white hair. They called me Spring Onion, rather. It became Onion later, when saying that took too long. It's a rather fitting name. <laughs> you think so? Yes. I like it. It makes you come across as unassuming, which can be beneficial for someone in your line of work, from guessing. Doesn't make me very intimidating, so, yeah, I suppose so. Well, if you're not intimidating, they won't assume the thing that went wrong is your fault. No. The problem with that is, when things go wrong and you're in a position of power, everything's your fault. At least partially. Luckily, I was just the crown princess. I wasn't the queen, so... It was slightly less my... Slightly less my fault than it was for the queen, but... Still partially my fault. Especially since my husband was the one trying to round up all the rebels. The king wasn't very proactive in it. My husband was not a kind or merciful man, as you can tell. His was... I don't know if he's still alive... Well, anyway, turns out the person who saved me, their name was Kataria, and I called them Kat. And, of course, I made best friends with one of the leaders of the revolution. Go figure. It is funny sometimes, with who, they, with who it introduces us to. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so, we... I had escaped in the dress of a, in the uniform of a palace maid, so they took me as a palace maid. And of course they tried to recruit me into the revolution. And I'm an idiot, so I accepted because I was Helia, the palace maid, the servant who could go around, do things, and implant the idea of revolution inside of the palace. Clever on their part. Very. Potentially problematic on yours. Very! You see, one of their plans was to start some discord amongst the nobles and royals in the palace by pinning stolen items on everyone to see, to stop making people think they were actually thieves instead of just what the, uh, the common people saw him as. Rich is also a thief, but it affects nobles more when it's your own stuff. And they take it. True. Can be very effective if done correctly. Which it was. And because I was totally enamored with our little revolution leader, I went along with every plan and helped them plan. Because I had the inside knowledge, because I'm an idiot. And of course, I go... Well, Kat, let's see. You want to go for the queen next, so let me do that one. Oh, dear. Partially because I wanted to impress them, and partially because they were going to pin the blame of the theft of the queen's mother's ring on the crown princess. Oh, that would be awkward. I mean, I get where they're coming from. It's very effective, but awkward for you. Very. So, 
I volunteered myself for the job, and I asked only for Cat as my backup. And we broke into the, well, snuck into the palace. And I told Cat to stay outside and to run if ever anything went wrong because it's the, it's the queen's chambers. <laughs> it was during a ball that I was not, I had feigned sick to get out of, and inside I went. The queen's room was huge. I had never seen it before, and I thought my apartments were huge, but the queens were bigger. And it took a minute to find the jewelry box where she kept everything. And I probably should have known that it was probably the dumbest idea we had come up with. It seemed too perfect. The jewelry box right on the vanity in front of the mirror. The moonlight shining on it. And it was completely empty. Yeah, I was going to say something that fortuitous is usually a good sign that whoever you're robbing knows that they're there. Or do you need a better informant? Well, you're right, but I wanted to impress Cat, because right before this, I was I was filled with hubris and and all sorts of things, and I right before we had gone into before I had gone into the Queen's apartments, Cat had you need a minute? No, I'm just um. Well, anyway, we. Uh, cat just pulled me in for a cruise. Esther just kind of reaches over and gently puts her hand on Onion's shoulder. <laughs> Onion is bright red. Her hair kind of floofs out. <laughs> like a Ghibli movie. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, Cat pulled me in and told me that if anything should happen, that they will right about me and I should get out of there and they'd take care of it because they loved me love me I don't know he kissed me and Onion just puts her face in her hands and goes bright red with more hair floof Esther just pats her shoulder and doesn't look directly at her to relieve some of the pressure while gesture like well just subtly shooing away the barkeep for a second <laughs> anyway that's not important What's important is, um, I got the ring, and I blacked out. Oh, dear. Yeah, it was fun. I had a real great time. Because when I came back, too, I was at the front of the throne, in front of the queen, the king, several nobles, my husband, inside a cage. And I was, I thought I could talk my way out of it. When I tried talking, a honk came out, and uh, I looked at the polished marble floors, and I wasn't me. I was a bloody goose. Oh my, they were very unhappy. Yeah, at this point they didn't know who I was, which is good. They were probably planning to eat you. Yes, they told me that if I didn't reveal who I was, then I would be cooked for supper, and I immediately felt very gross about all the geese that we had eaten in my year of marriage. Did you turn yourself into a goose, or did something else turn you into a goose? The ring was cursed. It was cursed. It was a trap. Ah, that's a very interesting curse. 
it wasn't fun. Especially when I started getting used to it. I was think of, you know, werewolves. Yes. That. Except feathery. In horror. You start, did you start getting used to being a goose? I did. And now I can, I can control it a little bit, so. It's useful when I'm trying to very legally take things I would never steal. Never. So you turn into a goose to escape? No. I was a goose, and then they dropped the spell on me, and uh, well, not really dropped it. They forced me to change back. And um, I was locked in my rooms after being unmasked in front of everyone, and I was locked inside my rooms for too long. So I was locked in there for several months, and I wasn't allowed to come out. No one was allowed to come in. Oh, that's it was very It was great. I loved it. Having books for company, not being able to see my sister-in-law, who very much was attached to me. She was... Oh, God, I hope she's all right. She's just a toddler, so... She had yet to be spoiled by the rest of her family. I was the one spoiling her, so... <laughs> I don't know if, if that really counts. Different meaning of the word, but I'm sure she missed you. Yeah, I could hear her voice sometimes. She'd slide me drawings under my door before I would hear her shoot away by the nurse Marys. And it was lonely. Very lonely. I was locked in my room for my apartments for... I don't even know. I lost track after three months. However did you escape? Well, Cat had given me some thieves tools and a lockpick that when before all this had happened and I had kept them in my room in case I needed them but I was just so ashamed and tired of being me that I didn't really have a will to use them my husband came to me one night and told me that the only way I could restore my honor was producing an heir I shouldn't have said that I meant I meant an afternoon but he would come later that night and I didn't want that, so I used those tools to escape out my balcony, climbed down a few balconies and some trees, and I ran. That's probably better than my first reaction would have been, which would be castrating him, which is not the best thing to do when you're imprisoned. No, not at all. I thought about it. I will say I thought about it, but... You probably would have deserved it, but you probably, probably. would have died. Probably. But, um, yeah, he, again, um, it was still my duty, but I was, I mean, I guess it's my duty as a, as the crown princess to produce an heir, and, but I didn't want to. So I ran to my parents' house, but word had already gotten to them that I had escaped because it takes a while to, I'm short, I have short legs. That's true, and I hope you forgive me for saying, but I mean this in the best way possible, but you were more of a pawn to them than the crown princess That's how they treated you. So if you ask me, you owe them nothing. I don't. I realize that now. At the time, though, it was all I had. You were more focused on surviving, which I can respect that. You have to survive before you can work through all the trauma they put you through. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Because, uh, long story short, 
after my parents found out that I'd come over there, you sent me back. The carriage got overturned by a bunch of revolutionaries because apparently Cat thought I died, which is a fair assessment. Definitely would have been a possibility. Sure would have been. So after the revolutionaries turned over the carriage and I had escaped in a maid dress, so they thought I was a servant. So I lived. The gods didn't. Yeah. They didn't. Ran back to my parents. Made into their room. Did you join the revolution after that officially? As yourself? No. When I got to the room, the revolution had already started. I saw Cat. My mother was in a pool of her own blood. I'm sorry to hear that. It's alright. I got there in time to see Cat cut down my father and have his cane clatter to my feet. So I took it, tried to go back to the palace, but they were already escorting the entire royal family out to the green. So, I, with them chanting for my head, had no choice but to run. You are once again put in an impossible situation. Mm. Or do you only have the one option? I couldn't go back to the revolution after seeing what happened with Cat and my parents. They were covered in my mother's blood. How could I? And then, if I stayed with the royal family, my head would be in a basket, so only choice was to run. And you've been running ever since? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you had to go through all of that. Nothing anyone should have to live through. You said you found a traveling party for the time, yes? I did. I've been with a few people. Going on adventures and things. It's been a few years, but I've been with a couple of groups and gone into all sorts of crazy adventures, but I always end up on my own again. You're stronger than most people I know, and far stronger than most people would expect of someone of your stature. <laughs> I do my best because, well, I wouldn't be doing my duty if I didn't live for my parents, would I? You wouldn't be doing your duty if you didn't live for yourself. I guess you're right. You've, you, there's nothing more you can do for them other than live your life. Don't let what happened and what you think people expect of you continue to hold you back. You can't make their memory proud that way. That's what I intend on doing. Who knows, maybe you'll find uh, another group that will become like a new family to you. And you'll be Perhaps. able to stay with them. I hope I can. Granted, every group I've been with have... Called me a horrible little gremlin. I'm sure some of them mean that in a more endearing way than it sounds. I sure hope so. Granted, they don't really change much, despite knowing me, but I guess you're right, maybe it is endearing. People have interesting choices of nicknames for the people. Like Onion. I have some people actually in that area been meaning to check in with them. They've been feeding me updates. I can put out some feelers and see if perhaps the youngest princess, the one you're fond of, is still alright and see if I can do anything to help get her to a more safe situation. 
if you do that, I'd be... Thank you. I'd appreciate it if you did. She's the most important person to me that I hope is still alive. I know I had some people that were there as part of it. I... Communication's been limited in case it got interrupted, of course, but... If they were there, they would have been able to help her escape and get her somewhere safe, because no child needs to die for the sins of their parents. You're right. Everyone deserves the chance to live their life that they want, instead of the life the world always tells them to be. And I hope that if y'all manage to find her, then she'll be able to have a happy life instead of the one I led. I'm leading. The adventures are pretty fun, though. That's they are. Who knows? Your life may get happier in the future. Once you've had more time to heal from all of this. <laughs> Listen, every time I think I have a moment to heal, something else happens. Vampires suck. Wow, I didn't mean for that to be a joke. Cuts. <laughs> no, but it was a very good one, and you heard so not wrong on that. How about uh, another round of drinks and we can talk about something a little happier? That sounds good to me. Thank you, by the way. An onion will climb on top of a bar stool and give you a smooch on the cheek. She's just gonna reach up and ruffle, ruffle her hair. Don't mention it. It was my pleasure. Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toiber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it. <laughs>